Here we are today with a super special guest. Let's just throw it straight on to him. What is your five-year plan? Where, where do you see yourself going? I love it. I love it. I just walked in the door and I'm on the See Me Hustle podcast and Jad Cohen is is hit me up with the five-year plan. Look, man, I, uh, I want to be in the next five years, I want to be a leader in the coaching world. Uh, I want to be working with men and women, also CEOs and executives around what it is to perform or how they can perform to their to the to their best ability. Um, I want to be running incredible transformational retreats. Uh, I want to take people away where they can get outside of their heads or get out of their heads and into their bodies. Um, I'm really big on creating a safe space for people to do that. And I've just come back off running an outstanding retreat with 20 individuals. And I know the work is valid there. So I want to take that into my five-year plan uh, and make that make that amazing. Um, and I also want to start working with corporates and, and get a little more into the high-end work with what it's like to perform under pressure. Mm. So I want to be an outstanding leader in my field and what my field is, coaching and facilitating. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Wow. Anyway, guys, I think at this point, I'm going to. I'm very excited to be introducing to you guys today, Jonathan Franz, Franz Fitness. You. <laughs> here he is with us today. Super excited to have him here. And I think the biggest thing that I want to look and kind of delve into with you, uh, delve into today with you is this idea of balance and transition and getting an understanding of what that means to you and helping people kind of transition or start thinking about where they are today and where they want to end up in the next two years, three years and talk through some tips and ideas on how people can start planning for the future, but also understand and be in the now. Mm. Um, Another thing that I'm really excited about um, that you currently do is running your own uh, podcast called The Transition Podcast. In fact, was recently on it and um, it really made me reflect and try and understand what transition I'd be uh, recently been through. So I'm really grateful that we had the opportunity to chat there. And once again, thank you for being on the podcast today. Really excited for what we're about to do. Cool, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. Look, Jono, I'd love for you to give everyone that's listening just a little bit of a background. You know, you've told them that your five-year plan is in coaching. Um, what got you there? What's got you thinking about, you know, helping others improve their lives? And what do you think is really important to understand about yourself before you can help others achieve their dreams? Mm. Yeah, my my journey's definitely ebbed and flow. So I I was at uni and I was doing a property economics degree. And I saw my father um, become very successful around investing and investing property. Mm -hmm. And at the time of you know, finishing school uh, and wanting to be successful and wanting to have that deep drive of like, yeah, I want to earn money. I want to be powerful and um, I want to do lots of things and be able to buy lots of shit. I was like, well, I see my dad, uh, you know, making money from property. So... Mm -hmm. I think property is a great career. And, and I literally spent four years doing a three-year degree and it was grueling, man. Mm. It was just like, it, I didn't really, really want to be there, but I had a lot of barriers around dropping out because I've, I had a, a deep fear of like, what would other people think? Mm. What would people think if I dropped out of uni? Like, mm. they're going to think I'm stupid. They're going to think that I can't, I can't finish degree or I'm lost in my own career. Mm. And the reality is I'm 19 years old, uh, you know, and I'm like, 
I'm just entering the world mm. of, of mm. what it means to be on purpose or what it means to find my life's work or mm. yeah, something that I want to do in life. So mm. after that, I, I finished my degree. Mm. You know, I finished, wow. I finished my degree because um, the- what, what, kept you, what kept you pushing? Like, was it, was it really the fact that you thought others would think negatively of you if you couldn't complete? Or do you think it was more an internally driven thing to, to succeed? At, and on a superficial level, it was definitely, uh, you know, what would people think? Yeah. On a deeper level, when I start to unpack it, mm. uh, it was very much, I'm not a quitter. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't want to be seen as a quitter mm. and I'm actually not a quitter. So that internal drive, but it sucked, man. Mm. Like it, it, it just, it sucked. And I'm super grateful for all the lessons that I had there, but it's like bashing your head up against the wall. It's like, keep going, keep mm. going. This fucking hurts, mm. but keep going. Yeah. And, and I finished that, I was like, whoa, I was totally drained. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go travel Europe. And I went, I traveled Europe. And at this time, I was a little bit overweight. So I was probably about, I'm sitting at about 80, 85 kilos now. And I was about just under 100 kilos. Wow. And I'm a Greek and Italian boy, so I love to, all the listeners out there, I love to, I love, love to, a bit of carbs. Oh, I love some pasta, that's for sure. Uh, not so much now, but I still love it, but I don't eat it as much. But I was eating a lot of that, a lot of the good stuff. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I went traveling and when I went traveling, you know, I was just doing the normal thing, like 18 years old with a backpack on and Mm. one meal a day, partying, uh, you know, walking up to like 20 kilometers a day. And, you know, I lost like 15 kilos. So when I came back, I realized that, hey, I like this. I I like what just happened, but I know that it was done in an unhealthy way. Sure. And I thought, you know what? It's time for me to do this in a healthy way. Mm. So from there, I started investigating with movement and training. And at the start, it started from a very aesthetically uh, dominated place. Mm. And that got me into a lot of trouble, a lot of injuries. I decided to take peptides when you know I was about 22 years old, put on an enormous amount of muscle, mm. had a back injury in the gym while squatting uh, a very heavy load. And... You know, that taught me a lot about myself. Mm. Um, and from there, I started going down the road of yoga. Then I started building my own mm. personal training business. Mm. Mm. And just to bring us up to speed, like, you know, just to answer your question, kind of where my background and, and where I've come from, it's gone for the last six and a half years, I've been running my own uh, PT business. Mm. Uh, I'm also a yoga teacher. And I've been doing yoga and various different retreats and spiritual healing retreats in that space for the last three years. Mm. And where my journey is going to now is what I talked about is my five-year five plan. Mm. And that is all around coaching because I started to see very quickly that the physical is only one part mm. of what I'm doing with these clients. You know, mm. I'm working with amazing people. They're getting amazing results. They're feeling mm. great, but something is still there. I'd like to go deeper. Mm. So I investigated. I started doing like deeper work on myself. I started doing a lot of personal development work. Um, that's where the meditation, the yoga came into into mm. play. And then I started having deeper conversations with people. You know, mm. what what's really going on? Mm. Um, and it was always more than the physical. So I've gravitated towards that uh, that style of coaching now, and that's what really fills me up. Mm. And that's not to say that the PT and the yoga and the movement is not valid. Like it's just a conduit 
for the book. It's it's it all it's all encompassing. Mm. You know, I I am an all encompassing coach. Movement will always be uh, a big priority of what mm. I do. Mm. Um, meditation, mm. you, like yoga, will be, always be a big part of what I do. Transformational work, and when I say that work, I mean looking at your deeper vision. Mm. What do you really want to do in mm. life? Mm. Um, how can we make that a reality? Mm. That is now. That's the vision I'm going into. Mm. Interesting. So. Yeah, man, that's, that's really amazing. I mm. think um, it's been something that I've watched over the last few years as well. I think the first time we connected in the gym, I don't think your focus was on being a coach at all. I no. think it was very much um, focused on PT and getting the best results for your clients, probably in terms of physical appearance. And something that I've kind of experienced recently and seen a change in you was, or a transition, as you would say on your podcast, is... I think there's been a, a much greater respect from your clients to you in terms of the way that they interact with you as well. So from afar, I've kind of seen that, yes, they know that they're getting this package in terms of if their goals are to lose weight or their goals are to put on muscle, that's kind of what you're helping them to do. But I think you being a, a set of open ears and a guiding force to help them achieve what's really driving them has been something that has been, or where the, um, their gratitude has been seen by myself as I as I watch you interact with them in the gym. So that's been something really cool to see and, and watch. Um, for the people listening, I'm kind of interested to explore what were the questions that you asked your PT clients when they first joined you, when it was solely focused on um, physical appearance? And now what are the difference in the questions that you connect with them over now that you're looking to help them with their inner visions? And the reason I wanna explore this is because I know that there's gonna be people that are listening to this that may not know what that deeper vision is. And they might be driven by the physical things in life. So I want you to give me some of those questions that you've worked with people on to change just their physical appearance. And then what are the questions you're asking them about what their deeper desires are? Mm. Well, the work has definitely shifted. You know, from mm. six years ago, the questions that I was asking, and and these are these are important, and these are these are critical things to know when working with a client. But I do believe that they were surface based stuff, mm. and surface mm. base is fine when you're building relationships. So it was like, you know, scanning through the physical. Um, how much water are you drinking? You know, what what goals do you want to set in the next two to three weeks? Mm. You know, the monthly goal the three-month goal, um, how do you want to feel? I always brought it back to a feeling, like how mm. do you want to feel in eight weeks? And if, mm. they can if they can actually start to relate the way they feel with their result, mm. if they can do that in the present, then they're going to get a lot closer mm. to that when they get there. Mm. They're going to already know what that feels like. But even back then, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't really digging into how do you want to feel. I was mm. more like, you know, I had, I had my... I had my little pamphlet, my clipboard, and I and I was like, "How many liters of water are you drinking? Heck, do you drink any alcohol? Do you smoke? Mm, mm. Um, you know, what are your goals? Do you have any injuries? Like, really standard, basic PT stuff. Sure. But that that was great. Like, it it, it built the relationship, mm. and, and you know, we're getting clear with what that client wants. Mm. I've also got to get clear on to the listeners here on the podcast that I work with general population. So mm. I'm, I'm essentially, for the last six years, I've been working with general pop. I don't have people coming to me that are like, hey, Jono, I've, I want to prepare for a show in the next 12 weeks. Mm. Um, and this is exactly the body percent fat that I want to go to. This is what mm. I want to look like. Mm. Like it's nothing. I don't have any specific 
people coming to me for that kind of result. Sure. So it's more like anyone that comes into the gym, they see that you look like a good trainer and they connect with you that, that way. That is exactly referrals. it. That's, yeah. It's all referrals. All my, my whole entire business has, has been built on referrals. Great. Um, so that's where that's where it started. So just for the listeners, like I don't have, you know, I'm, I'm not your PT that's like, doing a special program and I've got like an eight week transition thing. Like it's not, it's been, I've been working with general pop and what they want is to feel accountable Mm. to the PT. Mm. They want to, they want to commit to themselves, you know, like getting a PT and investing in yourself is a massive commitment. Mm. And so a big part of that is like, I've decided to commit to myself. Mm. Right. And then as a PT, I'm like, how can I support them? Mm. And that support sometimes is through weight loss. Sometimes is through technique. Mm. Like, you know, my back hurts and I'd like to improve my squat. Mm. Um, You know, it's, hey, my diet's out of whack. And I think this would be a a great conduit to getting my diet fixed. Mm. So it's very variable uh, with different people. But it's interesting now. I don't have many of those conversations Mm. like anymore. Mm. I don't don't have my sheets of paper and my clipboard and... um, in fact, I don't take on a lot of PT clients now. I, I take on more coaching clients. And when I say coaching clients, it's people that uh, are just wanting to go a little bit deeper on themselves. People that might be, for example, I'm working with a woman at the moment. Uh, she has a very demanding job and she works copious amounts of hours mm. and she's very good at what she does. Mm. However, she's just got out of a toxic relationship mm. and it's something that she feels very free. She Mm. feels very free that she's out of this relationship. Mm. However, what's holding her back now is this mindset of, mindset of, well, I just got out of this relationship. I, I, I want, I would love to get in a new relationship, Mm. but I don't see that happening. Mm. Mm. And so we dig a little bit deeper. Why don't you see that happening? Well, the reality is she's she wants to be in a new relationship. She wants to find love. She wants mm. to be connected to a human being. So I'm working with her around a relationship. Mm. How do how does she get in a zone where she's manifesting and and stepping into the mindset of, "Hey, I'm worthy of a relationship. Mm. I'm going to create space in my day." Mm for this relationship to happen. Mm. And that's kind of, so that's my coaching side, right? But mm. I like, yeah, like I said, I don't, I'm not taking any more PT clients on board, but my qu- my first conversation to get back to your question is like, now I just have a conversation. Okay. I just say, hey, like what's important to you? Mm. Well, that's where we start. We mm. literally, I, I literally ask them, hey, I really honor you for making this commitment right mm. now. Like you've actually just sought me out in the gym You've come up to me and, and have acknowledged the work that I do mm. and you think it's great. I want to I want to honor you for that. Mm. And then I want to understand why. Mm. Why why are we here? Why are we mm. having this conversation? What's important to you? Mm. That's why that's where I start, you know. It's interesting. It's really it's actually pretty relevant and interesting. I recently read a quote about um, you don't get paid the the more the bigger the problems that you solve the more you'll get paid, mm, right? That's and it's right. an interesting thing in terms of, it's a quite surface level, but if you think about the shift in what you've done, you've gone in the past from solving a problem that was based solely on appearance, and we all know that um, appearance doesn't always, appearance isn't always the reality. 
and someone could put a smile on the outside, but on the inside, they may they may be burning inside. And I think you're solving a much, much, much bigger problem for your clients, or you're helping them achieve much greater heights, we could say. Um, and I think it's just a very interesting way to look at things because if you're able to connect with these people on a much deeper level and you'd be able to be there and be the support where, you know, someone might have a really big goal to lose a lot of weight and all of a sudden they're just smashing chocolate bars and they can't stop. You need to be the one that they happy and trust to say, call you and be like, hey, John, I don't know what's going on. And you'll be the one to say like, okay, well, I'm more than just your PT now. I understand you. I've got a history with you. I understand what we've spoken about. I know your bigger vision. I know your bigger goals. And therefore, this is just a spanner in the works. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep moving forward. You might need it right now. Let's work on how we can keep growing and keep, uh, keep progressing. Versus in the past, I think the approach might have been something along the lines of, okay, we've got a physical goal. We need to decrease calories. It's black or white. Mm. doesn't matter how you feel. Let's just get the job done. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I've been very much removed from that mm. from that process and yeah just just to go back on what you were, you were touching on there mm. um, what I see in the PT world is that there's a few things that really need to happen mm. with a PT and a client mm. the first thing there needs to be trust mm. if there's not trust that that person not not can actually get you the result Mm. it's not about it's like it's not about getting the result it's not like can you guarantee me that in eight weeks i'm going to lose 10 kilos Mm. it's not that it's very simple is there trust with the person that i would like to work with do they understand me Mm. do they understand where i'm at because that person on the other end does not want to be fixed. Mm. If I start saying, oh, you know, you yeah, this is not where you're at because mm. you've done this and we're going to fix you because mm. you're broken. Mm. Oh, man, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Mm. It is my job to create trust and understand that, understand where that person is. Sure. And when I think I'm interested to know, like, and I, this is probably not even the right question to ask, but... Do you ever have a perfect client or what are the attributes of a perfect client in terms of coaching? Because obviously you can come, someone can come to you with their, their guard up, their walls up and they, it's not impossible to coach, but it would make it more difficult for you. What would you be inclined to kind of someone that wants to learn more and more about personal development and are looking to grow and make change in their life? Mm. What's, what's a tip that you could give them? Well, you, you want me to ask, you want me to answer yeah, the, the perfect the, client yeah, part? Yeah, so, so I think in terms of the perfect client part, it's like, who is that perfect client in terms of, are they someone who's open to listen to you? Are they, is it someone that just understands that they need help? Is it someone working to find that out? Mm. And then also we can start touching into like, if someone wants to start growing and developing further, what do they need to be open-minded about? Mm. Okay, well, look, let's start with the perfect client thing because mm. it's very interesting that I... I it comes back down to what do we both want. Mm. Now, I've had clients in the past where um, what they want and the way they want it mm. is not how I can give it to them. Mm. They've either created something in their minds where it's like, this is this is what I want. Mm. Um, this is exactly how I want to get there. Mm. And, um, you know, to some extent, this is kind of what I'm willing to pay for. Mm. And... And I've noticed every single time I've taken on that type of client, mm. I've always uh, ended it, it. My it's never been right. Mm. You know, it's it's never it's never been sustainable, mm. because what I 
what what he or she wants is not matching up with my own vision. Mm. So to answer your question, there is no perfect client. Mm. It's just a are you in synchron are you in sync with each other? Mm. Like can you support each other both? Because what I look at as a perfect client now is someone that I get along with, mm. someone that I want to spend time with. Mm. You know, someone that when I walk into the gym is like not always ready to train. Mm. You're not always bright and, and ready to go like every PT expects their client to, mm. to be at 5.30 a.m. in the morning. Like, no, like a normal human being. Mm. So if they're a normal human being, I can be a normal human mm. being. Mm. But we have a common ground and that's to get the job done, to support, to understand and listen. Mm. So there is no perfect client, but it's like some clients will work great with people, other like certain PTs, mm. and then other clients will work better with others. Mm. And that's that's the way it works. Yeah, de- yeah. I think I think that's interesting because I thought that would be the answer that you'd give me along the lines of there not being a perfect client. But what I'm hearing is it's someone that is open to experiencing new things. Definitely, man. If you've got to be, a, you have to have an open an open mindset. You know, um, either a fixed or an open mindset. If you've got a fixed mindset, you're expecting a result in eight weeks, mm. and if you're not getting anywhere, you're actually in your head. You're in mm. your head about the result that you want, and two weeks down the track. Uh, it doesn't look like what you had inside your head and you're out mm. and you make excuses about why you're out and that's it. Mm. And and, I, and I've, I've been with p- uh, clients like that mm. before um, and and that's okay. Mm. You know, that, that part of it is actually okay because that person just needs to grow and learn in their own way. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And I think something um, I get asked very often is how do you get up at five o'clock in the morning? Right? How how do you get up at five? I know your job is extremely demanding in terms of early hours. Mm. Um, my personal why and reason for getting up at five in the morning is I have a greater vision that requires me to be up earlier and hustling earlier than anyone else and attempting to do things. I work best in the morning, and that's why I do it. Um, I'm interested to kind of understand your beliefs around getting up early or just getting shit done. Like, you know, people often ask like. How do you get shit done? Why do you get up at 5 a.m.? What what makes you tick? Like, what is it? How do you get up at 5 a.m. every day? Mm. Well, look, for the last six years, uh, I've Monday through to pretty much Saturday, I've been getting up at, you know, 4.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. So 4.30 a.m. and then in the gym by 5.30. Um, and then a Saturday, potentially, I'm in the gym at 6.30, so I'm up at 5.30, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's been gone for six years now. To, to answer that question very bluntly, the reason why I'm getting up in the morning is for to run my business. Okay, like it, it's, it's, it's. I actually have got a little bit of a. I've got a little bit of a conflict inside of me that has has started over the last, I would say, year. It's been the last twelve months, and now, when you get into a position where, every like a big part of your life is waking up and serving somebody else mm. before you serve yourself. Mm. That has created some internal dialogue inside of me that says, no, dude, it's actually time to serve yourself. Mm. And that's why I'm very sacred around my Sundays. Mm. My Sundays is my day. Mm. But what I'm noticing is that I actually want another day. Mm. You know, I want, and this is why I'm transitioning. Mm. This is why I'm transitioning out of... Uh, when I say out of PT, movement will always be a part of my world, but I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be out of the gym. Mm. Like I'm not gonna be in the gym anymore. Mm. Um, 
And the reason for that is because I want to create a different lifestyle. Mm. Because I'm looking, and this is just my my own perspective on this, but I'm looking at the lifestyle that I have uh, right now as a PT. And just for my demands and my energy and the way I'd like to operate in the world, it's not sustainable. Mm. For me, some people it is. I, I know you know fifty year old PTs that are crushing it, mm. and you know they're earning four or five grand a week. They're filled up with clients, and you know got a great community. Maybe they own a gym, or mm. like they're lit up, mm. right? Mm. For me, um, I don't want to be doing this work when I'm forty. Mm. I'm going to be doing different work, mm. and that's not to say I neg the work that I'm doing, um, but but it's going to transition into something else. Sure. And but to answer your question, <laughs> like to keep it blunt and and really honest i i'm actually what gets me up to like yeah i've got a dream yeah i've got a vision mm. but i'm getting up for my clients mm. like monday through to saturday like i'm getting up for my clients mm. and the reality is that if i didn't have my clients there i would fucking sleep in yeah like i would want and i would give that to myself because I, I, I choose to listen to my body. Mm. You know, some days I want to be up at 4.30 and get outside and get into a run when everybody's sleeping. Mm. And other days I'm like, hey, my body needs some rest. Mm. I'm, inter- yeah, I'm very interested in um, talking and delving a little bit deeper into the idea of balance and listening to your body because it's definitely been something we've spoken about before and it's something that I tend to not necessarily struggle with, but it's been something that I'd, it's been a big part or big part of my learning since probably I'd say about a year ago, yeah, um, I've had a much bigger focus on trying to understand what my body needs at what points in my life and what points in the day. Um, and I guess you've been a guiding force in parts of that as well. Um, so how, you know, this idea of listening to your body floats around, it's floating around more and more often now. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? And how can people start listening to their body? Well, the way I, I've interpreted it is just a, a, a simple check-in mm. uh, and it's self-awareness. Mm. So how am I feeling? Mm. It's, it, it's, it's a very simple question. How am I feeling? The more I can answer that question, the mm. better I will be at checking in, my, in with myself and listening to the body. Mm. Because the reality is, Chad, like, excuse me, the reality is if you were to get up every single day at 4.30 a.m. Mm. and do the training that you do mm. and have the work uh, demands that you do and want to build the relationships that you want to build, there's a point where you're going to have to mm. or or you might not listen to your body and you'll break and you go, shit, I need some rest. Mm. Or you could choose to listen and be like, hey, today's actually not the morning I'm going to get up at 4.30 a.m. Mm. Mm. So this concept of listening to the body is... is, is um. How do I feel? Mm. Tomorrow I've planned a run. Tomorrow I'm getting up at 4.30. Well, how do I feel right now? Well, I've just had a massive work day, right? And I just finished a great training session. Do I think it's going to serve me the run? Mm. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to push through this shit because like I've said that I'm going to get three runs done mm. and I'm, I'm low on time and tomorrow's the day that I, the only day that I can do it. Mm. Go for it. Mm. You make that choice. There is no right and wrong here. There is no like, if you decide to go for that run, you're an idiot, you didn't listen to your body. Mm. There's like, hey, you made a choice. Mm. But I'm just getting you to understand, start in self-inquiring about who the fuck you are. Like, can I swear on this thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's <laughs> keep it real. Done, Let's keep it real. I've already done that on like three times. Already. <laughs> but like, who are you? You know, and, and it goes back to checking in. Like, what do I want to do? Give yourself choice. Mm. Listen to the body. So I'm I'm a massive preacher of listening to the body. Mm. Um, 
and 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 I love it. Like I think it's vital mm. to do that. Mm. Uh, so, but you want to talk about balance? Yeah, I, th- oh, yeah. I think I think it's really important for I understand. And we've been exploring balance together for a little while, and I've been reading about it and trying to understand it a little bit more. And I've often think about the fact that if you want to overachieve in comparison to your peers or you've got something that you're really truly focusing on often it is very hard to be balanced as such like or in my perspective so let's say um, you can listen to your body and know when to do certain things and my perspective is that sometimes in life you can't be balanced at every single second of every single day is what Mm. I personally believe Mm. and you can correct me from your perspective if I'm wrong but for example if I'm gunning it for the next I've got a massive deadline in two weeks time and I know that if I don't prepare this keynote speech to really wow every single person in the audience then I'm not going to get the deals or the deal flow that I want out of doing that keynote or the relationships that I want And I know that this is going to take me three, four hours a day to do, but I have other things that I need to do as well. How can I possibly be balanced in what I do in terms of gym, people, relationships and work if work all of a sudden has something that's an extreme priority? Mm. Yeah, look, you look just for the listeners, obviously, um, about I don't know how long was it? I did the chat at Lenovo probably about six weeks ago. Um, So I... I uh, it was it was a fantastic experience. Lenovo, which is an IT company, um, they got me to speak on International Women's Day, which is also my birthday, which is pretty pretty rad. That was awesome. Um, around around balance, and you know, the mm. theme for International Women's Day was balance. Mm. So I thought, wow, like I did a lot of self inquiry around what does balance actually mean to me. Mm. So to answer your question. Um, it does come back to listening to the body and checking in. But what I see, the, the broader perspective of balance is that everybody's trying to get into balance. Mm. Like I said this in the, at the Lenovo uh, keynote. Mm. And I said to a whole bunch of women, there's like 35 women in the room. Everyone has this like ideal of when I do this or when I leave that job or when I speak to that person, I'm going to be in balance. Mm. And like balance is is a big journey. And when I get to balance, everything's going to feel yeah. good. And it doesn't, it actually doesn't work like that. Okay. Like it really doesn't. And I, I shared my theory around balance and I actually believe that balance, scrap balance, like just throw that out right now and, and think of the word balancing. Okay. Like we're constantly balancing. Mm-hmm. We're either in balance or out of balance. And it's the it's the awareness and the acknowledgement of, hey, I'm really low on energy right now. Um, mm. I've been working like crazy mm. and I feel really out of balance. Mm. What do I need? Chad Kong, what does Jono Franz need to mm. get back into balance? Mm. You know what? I actually just need a salt bath mm. and I, uh, I need... I need a candle mm. and I need a podcast mm. and I'm going to take some time out for myself. Mm. I know that that is going to get me uh, rebalance mm. that concept of balancing. I can, I can feel it like this. I'm checking in with how I feel. What do I need right now? Mm. Well, I just need some time out. I need to shut off my phone. I need to get in an Epsom salt bath, mm. you know, and, and that's, and that's how I do life. Like it's not, it's not striving for balance Mm. it's constantly balancing Mm. that's the way i look at that so i think the big thing we can take from that is definitely the self-evaluation 
yeah uh, constantly just always questioning self-inquiry how do you feel so i think um as we've spoken about on your podcast um and for the people that are listening that haven't heard about this in february this year i ran a 24-hour sled push challenge to raise money for mental health so good um really so good a, a fa- <laughs> it turned out to be a seriously fantastic event we raised about twenty-five thousand dollars for mental health beyond blue um but the one thing that i really learned about it was there's a lot more people that are dealing with mental health um i guess issues or mental they're struggling with their mental health um, and I think this idea of constantly checking in with yourself could be quite a scary thing for some people. Oh, for sure. Right? can be quite a scary thing. So, for example, if I was to constantly check in with myself and I being transparent and honest here, at some points in my day, I'd probably be like, holy shit, I'm actually not feeling good. Yeah. I'm... I'm completely overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm out of my depth. Yeah. I'm speaking to people who are way more senior than me. I don't know if I'm going to get these deals over the line. I I'm just I'm confused. How do I allow myself to be confused or how do I become accepting of these feelings and know that it's just something temporary? Well, yeah, the first, exactly what you just said, the first part of all of that is to accept exactly where you're at mm. and then to ask why. Mm, and now yeah. that, that can be, that can be a cyclical process where it's like, I accept where I am, but mm. why am I there? I actually don't know. And then mm. you get back into the position of, oh my God, I feel overwhelmed and mm. frustrated and exhausted. Mm. And it really is about stopping and slowing mm. down mm. because you're not going to get anywhere in that headspace. Mm. If you accept it and you can understand that, okay, hey, I actually do feel like worn out mm. uh, right now. Just with like the most just with a little bit of kindness mm. like ask why okay don't ask like why why you like this you should be you should be here and you should be coping with all this pressure you know like just allow a little bit of that mm. to to drop off mm. add some kindness without the judgment mm. right why mm. oh well you know i had that conversation with that manager and he asked me to do something mm. and the reality is that what he asked me to do, I don't want to do. And I've got so much on my plate right now that it's going to be overwhelming for me. Mm. But I said yes. Mm. I still said yes to that guy. And now I've got this internal conflict of I can't do it. I don't want to do it. Mm. But what's my manager going to think? Mm. See how we get to like the root there? Yeah, and yeah. The, the root is you actually said you know, yes to something that you really just didn't want to do. Mm. And that's okay. How can we go back and, and actually have an honest conversation? Mm. That was just an example. That's just an example, yeah. right? But it's with a little bit of kindness, ask why? Mm. Like we, we all, we're always, my tip, my two tips would be slow down. Like literally, if you need to leave the room, if you need to put... So these in, are your two tips for... Well, my two tips in order to check in. Yeah. Like, you know, to so we're talking about here checking in right now. Um, and, and you're asking me, like, it can feel a little bit daunting for people that uh, are in that headspace of feeling frustrated and overwhelmed, mm, right? Yeah. And my, my first tip would be, like, accept where you are. Mm-hmm. Don't judge it. Mm. Like, so don't judge where you are. Mm. And then ask yourself why with kindness. Mm. So don't judge. 
why are you feeling like that mm. without like that harsh criticism mm. of you should be somewhere else? Mm. Because if we add that criticism to it, um, that shuts down. It mm. automatically shuts down. Like literally what happens in the brain is it's that you're still in that fight or flight response mm. and you're in survival mode mm. and you shut that down. Mm. So there, there is nothing that actually can happen. You're just mm. gonna go back into more overwhelm. Mm. Interesting. Well, thanks. I think that, yeah, super, does that super. Make, does that make sense? Yeah, I think yeah. that's super, super valuable. And I think something that I'm hearing in this, obviously you would have had to have learned this from different sources, different events, different seminars, yourself, your own inquiring of yourself. Mm. What, I guess, if you had to pinpoint one of these biggest learnings, because I know personal development is super important for you mm. and you do a lot to attain it. Maybe what we'll do first is, can you run us through a few things that you do personally to help yourself develop and grow, whether that be on as small and minute on as to something that you do in the day to day or overarching events and people that you follow. Um, and after that, we can explore a little bit on like your tips for personal development. Yeah, the the number one thing that I've been doing for a very, very, very long time now, even when I was just a kid, I think we, we do it on a subconscious level mm. uh, as, as humans uh, growing up in the world. Uh, and that is just to find people or at least search for people around you that inspire you, mm. uh, that motivate you and that are doing like work that you're currently interested in. Mm. You know, my mentors have been, uh, and my coaches, and they've been very different mm. from time to time. Mm. You know, being in the, being in the property s- sector, mm. you know, that was very different. I was looking up to uh, my dad's real estate agent and, you know, we were getting work experience there and then it moved into the PT world and it was like different movement guys. Mm. But now I'm not looking for the movement guys anymore mm. or, or, or the new PT course or the strength mm. conditioning mm. guru. Mm. I'm looking for um, someone that's relevant with the work that I would like to be doing two, mm. three years down the track mm. or and even currently right now. Wow. So it's like searching... It's actively searching who I would like to be around mm. and learn from. Mm. Like, and point blank, go out there and, and ask for it. Mm. That's what I've got. I've got very good at doing that. Um, and I've built incredible relationships mm. because my, you might've heard this before, but my network is my net worth. Mm. Relationships are the commodity of life. You build strong relationships. You build a very strong foundation for life. Mm. And that's it. Mm. Like it's not how much money comes in the bank account. What's going on is how strong are these relationships? Mm. Um, Yeah. And, and, and the second part to that was the, you know, my tips around personal development. So I think let's um, kind of explore this. How do people become better in their day to day through personal development? What are your tips for someone who's looking to develop and grow? Three, two, one. I would, I would really say the first thing I'd say is like, you're gonna want, you just gotta, you gotta want to do it. Mm. Like, don't let anybody, don't let me, and my words say that. Hey, like in order to be a better person, go and do a Tony Robbins seminar or, mm. or, or you know, go and spend $10,000 with a coach or, you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not where it starts. Like it's a very difficult question you're asking me, but what I would say is you've, you've got to want to do it. Mm. And then 
that motivation and that willpower will will diminish. Mm-hmm. It will go away. Um, and then I would say that in that time, that's the time to start looking for people that inspire you and, and like literally ask. Mm. Like, and, and I think just to add on that, what I've done is, yeah, there's the Tony Robbins, there's the Zig Ziglar's, you know, there's, there's these big guys mm. that are um, Jim Rohn that are, have been gurus in the space of personal, personal develop, development for decades, mm. right? Now, I, I can uh, look at Tony Robbins' material. I can go and get all the knowledge and I can you know, formulate that and I can pass it on to a client. But what I've found is that I love to connect with the person. Mm. So I'm looking, the reality is I can't connect with Tony Robbins. Mm. Like I'm not gonna be able to, to say, hey, Tony, can we have a chat? Like, <laughs> you know, can we, you reckon we could sit down for a little bit and, and actually have a chat? Like that, that's out of reach for mm. me. At least right now it is. But, um, <laughs> you know, for me, that's out of reach. Um, but what is in reach is, is my own network. Like, Mm. so I know Chad and Chad knows that guy and I'm going to ask Chad if I can get a connection, Mm. you know, Mm. and that might lead into something else. Mm. So I would, I would say that let's not like go on a macro level for, for wanting to change with Mm. all these gurus out there Mm. that have got these, you know, million dollar programs and businesses and stuff like that. Mm. Start small, Mm. start in your own network mm. and and that is my that's my number one advice to like just becoming a better person mm. if you like playing pool and you're really interested in pool like instead of you know going to the guy on tv that's a world famous pool player go to the pub mm. and start talking to other guys that like pool. pool yeah absolutely. you know uh, that's another just example For, yeah there. definitely look i think um, you hit the nail on the head there in terms of, I, I really connected that as well. Obviously, I look to big guys who are amazing in business and fitness for that inspiration at times where I feel like I don't have what I need. Um, however, I, I'm a big advocate for looking to your network and looking to the people that you call friends, looking to your family, looking to friends of friends and see, reaching out and just letting people know your vision, where you want to go. And more times than not, people would be happy to connect you and lead you in the right direction. And I think that's kind of almost how we've landed up today, podcasting together. It's 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 great. Like, you know, you were on my show two, two three weeks ago and, and how... What, look at the roles how it's just flipped you know how great how great is this awesome. we're not fucking superstars Absol- like you know you know what I'm like, like let's get it real if you're listening to our podcast if you listen to this podcast you probably know Chad like, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's the reality of it Absolutely. right now like and but where this can grow who knows absolutely. but you're willing to give it a go I'm willing to give it a go and that's where we start absolutely yeah it's all about the starting point and that's just it. having the vision to keep pushing forward that's it yeah definitely man awesome I well, love it Jono thank you very much <laughs> for coming on the podcast well, that, was, um, that was punchy man yeah, that was, that was good. awesome that, I think we kicked ass there yeah yeah um, it was really great to kind of connect with you and get a further understanding on things like your balance and transitioning and you know that's something that a lot of people in today's times I think really value more and more as such I think in the past there was a big focus on physical appearance and you know what people think about you externally but more and more people are realizing now that how you feel internally is actually extremely important so I think out of today's podcast some people could have got some pretty exciting and 
Oh man, great like, information. I uh, it's it's been an honor. I love this stuff. And if I, if I can just say a couple things to your listeners, like if you're listening to this podcast and whatever I'm saying resonates with you, or you'd like to dig a little bit deeper on your own life, man, I'd love to have a conversation. Absolutely. You know, reach reach out to me. Um, I'm my Instagram handle is Franz Fitness F R A N Z E Fitness. Uh, I'm changing that. I'm going to change that. I know you've got, you've, you know, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that's going to yeah. be. But you know, that's my handle. Um, and Jonathan Franz is me on Facebook. Like inbox me, any like just reach out, Absolutely. reach out. Let's have a conversation. Definitely. You know, I just want to hear where you're sure at. I'll make sure that I uh, keep Jono's details updated in this because one of the things that I made him do was change his Instagram. What was it? The category of Instagram yeah. person from personal trainer to coach. Yeah, to coach. And I thought it was um, a lot more relevant to who Jono is currently and where he's going to go. So with on that note, I guess, Jono, thank you once again for being on the podcast. And I really look forward to having this chat again in the near future and hearing more about what you've been up to. My pleasure, man. Thank you. Thank you. 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 That, was, that, was, that was Slim Shady, baby. Slim Shady.